morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have the top crypto researcher on the planet and the funniest Italian in cryptocurrency, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is joining us on this beautiful Monday morning. We have the fastest growing influencer in the node space and the lead asset manager for Phoenix Crypto Assets, Mario, the node defender, is here to drop some knowledge. And hey, we have he's the all pumped up. Look at those muscles. Johnny, you're unmuted. We have the fastest growing, or sorry, we have the passive income expert and airdrop extraordinaire, Andrew Cashflow, aka the Cashflow King, joining us from the bunker in the Netherlands. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Warren Buffett, Johnny Crypto's boss, says he, will be, he wouldn't pay $25 for all the Bitcoin in the world, and his vice chairman, Charlie Munger, calls cryptocurrency stupid and evil. Is this another example of do as they do and not as they say? Over 82% of millennial millionaires own cryptocurrency. We break down the fundamental differences in investing between each generation and what this means for the future of the crypto market cap. In just 45 minutes, Board Ape Yacht Club sold over $100 million in metaverse property. We have India launching a central bank digital currency. And Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse talks about how central banks are currently testing the XRPL to issue digital assets. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I know Johnny Crypto was eager to get on the mic this morning, so we may as well start there. What's up, Johnny Crypto? How are you feeling on this Monday? Oh, I'm feeling great. Look, look at this. There's an interesting theme out there. Look at this. Look at this. In fact, I think there was a poll out there, Abs. Uh, that kind of talked about our show. I'd love to talk about that poll. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you today? It's Monday morning, and as you can see, I am wearing white. Everybody was busting my chops on Friday. Wearing, can't, I guess you can't wear white on Friday, but you can wear it on Monday. So I'm wearing white for all of you fine folks out there. And good morning to the rest of the folks. Amazing, Johnny. I like to think that you're wearing white just for me because of my email. But then again, who am I? There's leaders and there's followers. We've been over this. We'll start <laughs> off with the Node Defender. I mean, we'll kick it to him there. Mario, I see you're in a new location this morning. How are you feeling on this Monday? Yes, I'm also in a bunker, just not in Netherlands. I'm in a bunker somewhere in New Jersey today. And I'm wearing my Warriors Rise t-shirt. So I'm wearing black. I hope that's okay, guys. I'm wearing black today. But yeah, it's just I'm, I just like to wear the brand. I don't really care too much for the color. I just love the brand. Very no cool. Word. I'm looking nope. forward to seeing that Node Defender shirt next time you're on because that's what we're all waiting on. We'll go to Andrew Cashflow, the Cashflow King. Andrew, how are you feeling on this Monday morning? And do you have any updates from the Netherlands? Uh, ex excellent, uh, excellent Monday. Actually, um, you know, I have so much work. And you know why? Because of all those airdrops. It's 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 raining again money. I Let, let me call FMOS, uh, roll. Uh, core, uh, put polka dot on staking. Sometimes the day is too short. I'm with you, Andrew. And that seems like that seems like a rich man problem. I hope to be there one day, but I'm not there yet. I hope it's raining money in this apartment soon. But we'll start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto account, where you get access to our entire team at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Please go smash that follow button and tweet at us. We love interacting with you guys. 
We are sitting in moderate fear this morning, showing a 28 on the Bitcoin fear and greed index. I'd love to give Johnny Crypto a chance to comment. Do you have any comments on this Monday morning? You know, everybody's talking about the bear market and this bloodbath and this. I love it. I love it. See, what people don't realize is when it's a bear market and when it's a bloodbath, this is the buying time. I know it feels ugly. It feels uncomfortable. But this is when you're supposed to buy. So this is when people should feel good. You don't want to feel bad. You want to feel good about this. this so, again, um, you know. The market makers play on our emotions, and our emotions right now is fear. So uh, everybody's scared. Everybody's running. Everybody's selling. That's exactly what they want. They're they're loading their bags. They're making a shit ton of money right now, the market makers. So, again, I'm just dollar cost averaging. Did a little more last week. I think I talked about it into WTK and, and Casper. So I'm just I'm just slowly picking up this on Crow. I, I'm on Auto Crow every, every, every week. I'm buying Crow, too. So... You know, I just keep packing the bag slowly. It's all good. It ain't 2025 yet. I'm not worried. I don't even care what this chart says. And it's funny, Johnny. People always ask for these prices and ask for this opportunity to accumulate. And then it rolls around and everybody gets nervous. <laughs> so I really, really think that you're right. Like this is a great time in retrospect. This will be viewed as a great time to continue your dollar cost averaging as we always talk about on this channel. But I'd love to hop into the total coin market cap this morning. We have 1.74 trillion in global market cap. Bitcoin sitting above 42% dominance. Ethereum is just below 20%. Bitcoin is sitting at $38,800 this morning. Very interesting to see Bitcoin holding these ranges. We had a lot of people calling for a below $30,000 Bitcoin. And, you know, we're going to have our argument against that. But we have Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger making some really powerful statements. Ethereum sitting at $2,800. Solana is $88. XRP finding some support above $0.60, cents, which is nice to see. We're sitting at $0.61 cents this morning. Hopefully that falling knife has found a bottom. Cardano is $0.77. Cents. Kronos all the way down at $0.29 cents after they announced they would be reducing their staking rewards from 3% to 1.5% on their credit card. We also have Cosmos sitting at $17, Stellar at $0.17, cents, and Hedera Hashgraph is continuing to fall. We're sitting below $0.14 cents this morning. Can't believe we're back at these price ranges. We haven't seen this since the beginning of early 2021. I'd love to go to Andrew Cashflow here. Andrew, is there anything you're watching in the market this morning, and how do you feel about this bearish price action? Johnny already said it. You know, it, it's buying time, and 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 that, that, that mean it doesn't mean that you buy everything now. But dollar cost average in, and I mean, you, you were just looking at the list, and I was also wondering about Luna. That that such a small cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency two years ago. Now, yeah, you know the story, twenty nine cents and so, is now on position six, in the in the coin market cap list. Now, it's amazing, you know. That can happen with everybody, yeah. So that means put small amounts of of uh, of, of money in, in 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 small coins and do your research and then, yeah, t give it time to grow. Let time do the heavy work and and it will, uh, yeah, you will be successful. But like Johnny already said, in, it isn't yet 2025, so we have still time. Enjoy your enjoy your life. Enjoy your family. Buy, buy buy some crypto so now and then and uh, you will be uh, good when you come on the other side
Exactly. We always say two things on this channel. The most important thing is time in the market, and the only profit is realized profit. I'd love to go to the node defender. Mario, how do you feel about this bearish price action? Do you agree with Andrew Cashflow? This is a good time to continue accumulating. We have a lot of people who are very fearful, and typically in times of fear, there's blood in the streets. When there's blood in the streets, we buy crypto. So what are some of your thoughts? No, I agree 100%. I think the only time that we would say that um, it's not a good time to buy crypto or that you would be afraid to buy crypto is if you're taking a short-term approach, like if you're looking at the market in a short-term perspective. But if we look at the market from a long-term perspective, you know, 2025, as Johnny Crypto said, then anytime there's a dip is a good opportunity. Um, if we zoom out, like if you look at the uh, if you look at the Ethereum chart that you have pulled up, if you click on all, and you'll be able to see that we've just been in this continuous bull run. Think about it. It's it's just been continuously going up throughout the the um, the entire life of, of Ethereum. Yes, we are down from its all-time high, but uh, if anything, this could be an opportunity. We know that crypto is being adopted massively. We know that Ethereum is being used massively this weekend, you know, with the uh, with the Board API Club land sale. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but um, there's still so much potential for crypto. It, it's unbelievable. And I just want to say, some of the prices we're seeing, I, I heard so many people say, oh, if I if only I could buy Cosmos at $17 again. Oh, if only I could buy this at this price. And we're seeing those prices. But the problem is that the sentiment feels so bad that you kind of feel scared to buy in because you're afraid it's going to go lower, right? It's like some people are saying that we're going to go, go sub, sub 30 again. But when we were at 60, people were saying we're going to go to 100K. So it's just the same thing, but on opposite ends. Yes, I completely agree, Mario. And what I think is so interesting about the Bitcoin price chart is we continue to create higher and higher levels of support even during this bearish price action. We haven't visited 30000 We haven't visited 32000 since we dipped there previously. So to see us holding this $38,000 number is very optimistic for the market. Johnny Crypto, why don't you close it out here and then we'll hop into our articles. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, I just want to throw a shout out to our co-host brothers, Gonzo out there, uh, Homeless to Humble, or as Abs likes to call him, Hillbilly. Um, so thank you guys for supporting the show when you can't. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that was hilarious on Friday. But uh, I would love to jump into if we can, um, since we're on talking about charts and BTC, there was a chart um, uh, tweeted today that talks about, um, I think you have it right up there already, that talks about the correlation between Bitcoin and um, the USD. So just to share. Yeah, there we go. So just to share a little, yeah, you go. If you can just double click on that, just to share a little um, of what's going on here. When you take a look at this chart, um, and I pay for a service, and one of the services actually puts this chart together. It's a really, really awesome chart, and you can kind of see here. Let me just kind of focus on the chart. You can kind of see here. Look at this, right? So this is the USD versus Bitcoin, and, and an interesting correlation. And you have to look at other factors too, but this is certainly one that's very encouraging. Every time. You actually see the U.S. dollar crash, right? You see crypto skyrocket. And so basically what's happening is people are shifting money, right? They're moving money from, it's just like the way cryptos, when you're in an alt season, you're moving money from one coin to the other. Same thing's happening here. You move from the dollar as a safe haven to this other place, right? Money's always looking for the highest return. And so it goes into, in this case, it's been going into crypto. So if you look, you know, back in 18 of um, April, when the USD started to crash, you saw, you know, uh, crypto take off. Then as the USD took off, you know, crypto went sideways to down. And now we have um, 
again in I think it was on twenty it was at twenty twenty of March, right? The US dollar crashed and look you saw uh, crypto take off and look at where the US dollar is right now. It's back up at a high. Now the question we need to keep an eye on is is it gonna keep going higher and how much higher? But it's getting overextended. So to me, and if you look at BTC, BTC's been in a sideways consolidation for almost a damn year now. So to me, it's almost like it's building momentum sideways accumulation while the US dollar has been on a, a nice bull run for about a year. But this thing looks like it's about near the end. So keep an eye on this. When that dollar starts to cross over and go down, I think it's going to be exciting times for 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 the crypto market again. I mean, the data just says that. So anyway, just something to leave everybody with. Uh, this is so this is the accumulation time, guys, as we wait for that for that next leg up when we get it. I don't know, but it does look like we're getting close. Maybe we're three to six months away, maybe a year worst case, but we're getting close, in my opinion. Here's what I think is so interesting, Johnny, is that people often forget there's a direct correlation between the value of the dollar and the value of your assets. So as we see the dollar increasing in value, of course, the market's going to be dipping because the exact thing that the market is measured against is raising in value. I'm not sure if I explained that correctly, but there is an exact correlation between the value of the dollar and the value of your assets. This is just another example of that here. I'd love to start off with what you shared on Twitter, Johnny. How would you rate our Good Morning Crypto Twitter show? We got the best crypto show ever. 63% of our listeners out there said they think this is the best crypto show ever, and we're only getting started. So get ready, people. We're going to continue improving. I promise you that. But with that being said, we're going to hop Hey, hey Abs, just real quick. Go back. So when we look at uh, surveys in, in our company, right? I, work for, I work for Fortune 100 company. We always look at what's called the top two box. So you combine the top two answers. If you look at that, that's a 95%. 95% said it's either the pretty damn good show or the best show ever. 40 votes. So the, that that's a, that's a considerable amount. So really awesome. And of course, there's always, you know, one hater or two haters out there. Maybe that's somebody from the competition, I'm guessing. I don't blame them. I'd hate our show too if they weren't on it. But yeah, this is fantastic. So thank you, everybody out there. 95% of you either love our show or think it's the best damn show ever. So thank you for that. It was very, very interesting. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to us. And if you're enjoying this content, this would be the perfect time to smash that like button and show us some love. And if you don't follow these guys on their social medias, they're all listed down below. If you're looking for direct access to any member of our team, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to every single one of us. We talk about navigating this market from a mindset standpoint, and you also get access to Coach JV, and you can see exactly what he's been investing in. Well, with that being said, I'd love to hop into our first article for today, which is that Bitcoin mining uses 58% clean energy. Your move, Elon Musk, is what this tweet says. Elon Musk put out a tweet in early of 2021 saying, when there's a confirmation of a reasonable less than 50% clean energy usage by miners with positive future trend, Tesla will, will resume allowing Bitcoin transactions. So we're waiting to see if Tesla is going to allow Bitcoin. And then we have this great announcement here. We're just in a recent SEC filing. Tesla says they believe in the long-term potential of crypto assets, both as an investment and also as a liquid alternative to cash. I'd love to start off with Mario and then Andrew Cashflow. How do you feel about these institutions becoming more and more comfortable with crypto? And do you think we'll see Tesla accepting crypto payments soon? Because now we're officially less than 50%, sorry, more than 50% clean energy. Yeah, I think so. I think that eventually Tesla, because we know Elon Musk is a big big advocate for, for cryptocurrency, I think we'll see him reintroduce uh, crypto as payments, specifically Bitcoin. We know that you know Tesla is a company that's all about green energy. So Bitcoin was falling under this this narrative of not being good for green energy. So I think he was he was forced to 
to have to take that decision last year. But now that we see that an average of 50% is actually clean green energy, we could see him reintroduce it. Um, on the other hand, I did see, I know that we're not talking about it, but I did see that Wikipedia, after eight years of accepting crypto for donations, they've just recently took it out uh, wow. after after concerns of, uh, of our, oh, environmental concerns because of the energy consumption from some of these cryptos. So I really think, but going back to the article or to the headline, I really think Tesla or Elon Musk will reintroduce it. And maybe that will be a catalyst to send crypto for one last push this year, if it does happen within the next couple of months. But really, I I, I do think that in the back end of this year, we're going to see if if people think this is a bl- uh, bloodbath, then get ready for the back end of the year. That's just my opinion. And it's always funny listening to regular retail talk about these cryptos because I was actually at the gym yesterday and a lot of people were talking about, well, Tesla doesn't accept Bitcoin, even though they said they would. So it's funny that that exact conversation happens yesterday. And then we get this article today. I'd love to go to Andrew Cashflow. How do you feel as an international investor about the adoption of crypto assets by these large companies and institutions? Do you think this is something we're going to see more of going forward? And do you think Tesla is going to start accepting Bitcoin? You're muted, Andrew. It, it is unavoidable. Because why can I send you a text message? Why can I send you a photo? Why can I send you a voice message? Why can I send you a uh, uh, music video? Why can't I just send you with WhatsApp cash, just money? I mean, unavoidable to go in there. And all the big companies, they see more and more, they see this coming. And 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 that's that's why I love crypto so much because all the old stuff, yeah, it, 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 it goes out. I mean, um, and maybe also a, a remark about the, the, the clean energy. Um, I think the, the whole discussion about Bitcoin and that it, that it consumes too much energy, this is only uh, a way for all the involved people to work even harder to get Bitcoin on clean energy because they want to have the negative voice out of it. So what does it mean that Bitcoin is a driver behind clean energy? Yeah, it will motivate so many people and of course, yeah, uh, Elon Musk is of course Mr. Clean Energy because that's what he promotes. And if if he tells that, yeah. Um, on the other hand, he is also an elite, so I always have some. Uh, what are his real plans? But up till now, I like him what he's doing, and 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 I think with Bitcoin and clean energy, we are really on the right path. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying for a while that they're going to villainize Bitcoin and they, they villainize it all the time, right? Because of its energy consumption and all that. We all know the world's moving to green energy and solar. So at the end of the day, you know, they can use that energy to be able to um, to drive it. But I want to address a question that comes up all the time. Um, so what happens to stable coins if the U.S. dollar crashes, right? Everybody asks us this question all the time. Um, and basically, you know, at the end of the day, the, the U.S., the, the stable coin is still going to remain a stable coin. It's still going to be a dollar for a dollar, in my opinion. I think what it what it's going to mean if the dollar crashes simply is that your dollar just buys you less, which means your stable coin is going to buy you less. But it's still going to be backed one to one. But if a dollar, 
you know, today buys us. I don't even know what the hell a dollar buys today. Can't buy anything. What does a dollar buy today? Maybe a half a candy bar, half a you Snickers, know, a half a Snicker, right? So you get a half a Snicker for a dollar, right? So let's say the dollar crashes. Well, now the dollar may buy you one tenth of a Snicker, which means your USD is going to buy you one tenth of a Snicker. That's what it's going to mean at the end of the day. Um, is that it's just going to be worth less, but it's still going to be a dollar, but it's not going to be worth anything. So, um, Hopefully that helps address that. I think what people think is if the dollar crashes, I think they think that the USD, instead of being a dollar to dollar, one to one will be like one to, to a quarter or something. And I don't think that's how it's going to work. I think it's, and if you guys have a different opinion, let me know. But I no. think what's going to happen is it'll just be, it'll still be a dollar, but it's going to buy you less. Johnny, there is also, of course, a, a risk with, with, uh, with USDT. And I think there is also a lot of people are worried about USDT and because it is the biggest stable coin in the in the whole crypto sphere. Um, yeah, you know, and, and there is questions about uh, is it backed enough with dollars? And so my my and, and I don't know it and I don't know it. So my yeah. advice would always be just use USDT what it is meant for just to buy cryptocurrency if you if you want to do that. Yeah, if you are not. If you if you're parking your money, park it in UST, for example, and make 20% on uh, on on Anchor Protocol, or put it in USDC because USDC is much more uh, uh, audited. Uh, put it on uh, on another exchange somewhere and make make your money there. So only use it what it is meant for. And and if it if if maybe USDT will crash, USDT. Yeah, and you don't have much USDT. Who cares? Yeah, uh, you bring up a good point. So there is a difference between what the value of a stablecoin versus a, dollar, a, a USD stablecoin will be, right, one to one. But the but each one of these stablecoins you have to understand are supposed to be backed by something, right? So supposedly USDT is supposed to have one to one ratio of dollars to it but as andrew rightfully said there's been some questions in the auditing showing that maybe it's not truly there that is actually a bigger risk than the u.s uh dollar crashing so i agree like us to be honest with you andrew you're right i don't even like using like if i i'll buy usdt to buy something quickly and what's that say I still hit martyr with his hand <laughs> let me see can i reach you martyr can i reach you with it <laughs> but <laughs> That's a good dodging, but I don't even know what the hell I was saying. Well, but somewhere on USDT. Um, so if you're going, oh yeah. So if you're going to use the USDT, like Andrew said, buy it, convert it quickly into crypto. It's no big deal. If you're going to hold it and stake it long term to earn, I personally don't like and wouldn't use USDT. I'll use the USDC way before that. And then there's also USDP. And what did you say we can use to stake in the Anchor Protocol, Andrew? What is that? Is it you actually USD? USD. T, T, okay. It's the Terra Luna, yeah. the Terra, oh, the Terra Luna. coin in the Terra environment. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you can buy it on several uh, crypto exchanges, so you can send it. Sending UST is extremely cheap. It, it's unbelievable cheap. Some, some le less than a dollar. Like 25 cents. 25 cents. So I like it very much. You put it in Anchor Protocol. And, you know, you can take it out every moment. So there are no holding times or, or lock-up periods. And, and they, they yeah, already, for a couple of years, they give you 19.4, 19.5% interest. I'll tell you that's what, that's, one cheap, that's a cheap goat. 
I'll take a goat for 56 XRP. Johnny Paycheck, you sell them. I want to hop into our next article there because we have a really interesting comment from Dillip, one of our loyal listeners. I always see this guy comment. He says, all I know is you should do what the elites do and not what they say. That is a perfect segue into our next article where we have Warren Buffett says he won't pay $25 for all the Bitcoin in the world. And Charlie Munger calls Bitcoin stupid and evil. So Buffett is Berkshire Hathaway's CEO and chairman of the board. While we have Charlie Munger, his right-hand man, is the company's vice chairman of the board. They previously called Bitcoin probably rat poison squared, whatever that means. But he said, now, if you told me I could own all the Bitcoin in the world and you offered it to me for $25, I wouldn't take it. Because what would I do with it? I'd have to sell it back to you one way or another, and it isn't going to do anything. So his, basically his point is that it doesn't produce anything. There's no underlying value besides the fact that people are willing to buy Bitcoin and use it as a store of value. I think we've went over this argument a ton, but I'd love to give Johnny Crypto a quick chance to come before we hop around the group and deep dive this article some more. All right. So let me tell you what's happening here. This is what's going on here. Okay. So you've got, remember, <clears throat> all these elites are on the same team. It's like, for those of you who've heard of uh, WWE, right? Wrestling or WWF, if you're from my days way back then. This is wrestling 101, right? You got the good guys, you got the bad guys. They call them face and heels, right? So somewhere in the back room, you got Munger and you got Belfit sitting there with Sailor and all the other guys and saying, okay, you get to be the good guy, I'll be the bad guy. Well, who's going to be the good guy, right? They're figuring out who's going to do it. We're like, look, Buffett and Munger, you guys are perfect. You're old goats. If you come out and say that this thing is crappy and I can't do anything with it, I don't know how to use it because you're so old, people will believe that. They'll believe it's very believable, right? So they're setting you up for the rug pull. Basically, they're telling you, so they, they get to go out and get to be the bad guy and get to villainize it and say how it's crappy and it's worth nothing. And then you got the other guys, the other side of the story. You got Elon, you got Sailor, right? They're the heroes, the face, and the WWE, the good guy, basically saying, hey, Bitcoin's the next best thing. Make sure you get it. <laughs> you're just being, you're being, you're, this is all about confusion. Confuse the sheep. Don't let the sheep know which direction it's supposed to go in while they start building the next Web 3.0 and next future infrastructure that the whole world is going to run on. <clears throat> So at the end of the day, that's all this is. So take this all with a grain of salt. Warren Buffett is doing what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to bash it, say it's horrible, call it rat poison. You know, it's just great not know what to do with it. It makes perfect sense. It's very believable, right? Everybody believes like, yeah, Buffett's right. Yeah, Buffett's old. He doesn't know. He's old school. He does things the old way. and He doesn't see the value of it. To me, that's what's happening here is he's just playing the bad guy role. He said there's no reason in the world why the United States government is going to let Berkshire money replace theirs when he stated that Berkshire may create their own coin and that Bitcoin's another example of that. He believes that the governments are not going to allow Bitcoin to thrive. Buffett, however, invests in a Bitcoin-friendly digital bank called NewBank, and Buffett also invests in Bank of America, which owns the most cryptocurrency patents in the entire industry. I'd love to hear from Andrew Cashflow. Is this another example of do as they do and not as they say, Andrew? Yeah, you you take the words out of my mouth. I mean, it is exactly exactly what it is. Uh, however, uh, those old guys they have their paradigms, and and they they went big with with the old school method, and you know, and and I congratulate them with 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 their strategies because that worked for how old are those guys? Two hundred years. This worked for two hundred years, and. So, and now it, it will change. However, I hope they will become so old, another 200 years, that they might say in future, hmm, maybe crypto was a good idea. So, yeah, you know, uh, it is, 
it is what it is and what, what johnny already said uh, do what they do and not do what they say you said something really important andrew too which is that these guys are 200 years old right so coach jv said something very important these guys have a fundamental understanding of what works in this market and what doesn't and this is a totally new market that moves in completely different ways way more volatile volatility scares them they've said it they're not comfortable investing in volatile investments crypto is way too volatile but charlie munger says bitcoin is stupid evil and makes him look foolish there's a couple of quotes here i want to read before i kick it to the no defender it says in the first place it's stupid because it's likely to go to zero it's evil because it undermines the federal reserve system and third it makes us look foolish compared to the communist leader in china who was smart enough to ban bitcoin this is unbelievable. I'd love to I'd love to comment here, but I want to go to the node defender first. Mario, how do you feel about Charlie Munger saying it's stupid, evil, and makes him look stupid, and then promoting China and saying that they're handling the adoption of digital assets correctly while they're instituting a central bank digital currency, which is totally controlled by their government? So floor is yours. Yeah, I think I think that uh, like like Andrew touched on a very good point. They're they are people of a different generation. That's number one. Uh, Johnny also mentioned the fact that, you know, there has to be a good player and a bad player. And, but at the end of the day, they're all working together and, and those two things combined, they, they're just creating a diversion for, for people to not realize what's going on in the background. That's what I really believe in. And, um, if you, if you don't believe in the conspiracy side of things, then, okay, let's look at the fact that so many things in the past have been resisted. New technologies, for example, like when the digital cameras started to come around, Kodak was like, no, that, that they're never going to work, right? And, and MP3 players and the internet and people were going to search for things on the internet. And, you know, no, the newspapers were like, no, that, you know, we're, we're going to continue to be the main, the main driver for, for media. Newspapers are going to be the thing. And now people don't even buy newspapers anymore. So I think just like anything, Whenever there's something new, there's always a resistance, especially from the people that are so fundamental and understand things in the way that they were brought up understanding. And this, this is just a new economy. This is just a new technology with a new economy. We're going to touch on, on, on why in a little bit in, a, in, a, in an article as to why younger people kind of see that and versus older people. But I think that there's just two ways that people can look at it is you can be more of the esoteric perspective of, you know, there's good players and bad players, but they're all working together and then resisting the technology or resisting the future that we're moving towards. I completely agree, Mario. And you brought up something very cool, which is that we're going to cover the fundamental differences between investors who are 70 investors who are 50 and investors who are 30. And they're actually vastly different. They're almost polar opposite ends of the spectrum. I think it says a lot about where we're going as a market and what we're going to see going forward as we go more and more digital when exchanging value. But there was another great quote I wanted to read. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to have you close this out here. It says, in February, Charlie Munger said that the government should ban cryptocurrency, calling it, and excuse my language, a venereal disease. He said that Bitcoin was disgusting and contrary to the interests of civilization. These are ridiculously powerful statements, very vulgar. I'm not sure why he's attacking it the way he is, but Johnny Crypto you like to use this type of language. So how do you feel about Charlie Munger talking this way? I mean, this is what's great about being the bad guy. When you're the bad guy, you get to say all the fun words. And that's what he's doing. He's playing this part to the T. I love it. The old goat came out and he's doing what he's doing best. He's calling it a, ven <laughs> a venereal disease. I love this. This is beautiful. 
So he's doing his thing, setting up, beating down, and then you're going to have the other side of the story. You're going to have the other side of the story, which is going to be how it's good, how it how it can preserve your wealth, and how it's finite and limited, and all of that. But just here's the best. Here's the thing I'll remember. I'll remind you guys as we close this all out. The great, the late great George Carlin once said, "Hey guys, there's one big club, and you ain't in it. He's you and I ain't in it." And and that and you know the, the we know that they always tell us things through the television, through cartoons, through the media. And so George was trying to warn us. He was trying to tell us this one big club, and, and we're just not in it. So they're in it. They they get to set the rules. They get to make the game. And you can either play along with their game or as coach. And we always talk about here at the academy is <clears throat> make your own game. I turn the TV off. I don't watch. I haven't watched the news in years. I don't even listen to what they're saying. I don't even know who's the president right now. I, I have no clue. I don't listen. I don't pay attention. I don't care what he says. I don't care what they do. I got my own world. We all have our own world, and we have to mold and construct our own world and live within that those bounds and and not what, what these clowns are telling us. So if you hadn't put this up here, I wouldn't even know he said that. Well, the reality is we all know where the value is. We know where the world is going. We know what technologies to invest in, and that's what you want to be focusing on, folks. Uh, Abs, show the show the picture once more of these two guys. Oh, I think he's talking about. <laughs> okay, okay. I like the other one that you posted, Andrew. Uh, why do I why do I now think about Stettler and Waldorf? And who knows who is Stettler and Waldorf? <laughs> that are two guys from the Muppet Show. You know, they are sitting in the balcony and making jokes. You know. Let's we have fun with these guys. We 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 see what they are doing, and and actually I love them. I mean, it, it, they, they are excellent. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> so uh, now and that's why I still agree with Johnny. Turn off, turn off the television, turn off the radio. You get indoctrinated all the time. What you hear over and over and over again. You start believing it and you should protect yourself and indoctrinate yourself with other stuff because indoctrinating has a negative yeah, uh, voice. However, if you indoctrinate yourself, then you can choose yourself what you believe. And then if what you believe is what you are doing. So don't give them a chance to indoctrinate you. You are your own and you have your own responsibility to, to distinguish what you let in this brain and what you want to keep out and then the most easy thing is is to get things out not to listen not to read and not to uh, not to watch i'm you're spot on andrew and it's interesting that people always focus on their diet right people will dissect exactly what they're putting in their mouth but you should dissect what you're putting in your head and if you're exposing yourself to content that's negative or bearish or opposing to what you agree with you're going to start to feel that way and even for myself when I digest too much crap, too much junk food on YouTube, basically the, the virtual version of junk food, I feel it. I feel less of myself. I feel less confident, less energetic. And I think it's very important that a lot of people monitor the information they're consuming, especially in today's environment where you get access to unlimited information. So our next article is JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon is skeptical of crypto, but says not all of it is bad. He says that he does not particularly like any crypto, but will defend your right to invest in it. However, he sees benefits in some of the aspects of digital currency. So one of the most important aspects he's seeing 
being being prevalent in the future is the is the cross border payment part of digital assets. So he says not all of it is bad. If you said to me, I want to send two hundred dollars to a friend in a foreign country, that can take you two weeks and forty dollars in our current banking system, or you could do it through a digital currency, and it'll take you seconds at a fraction of the cost. This is exactly what Ripple XRP does. This is exactly what Ripple XRP is being sued for. Johnny Crypto, and then to the Node Defender. How do you guys feel about this article? And how funny is it that JPM actually launched their own crypto projects, yet they continue to criticize the market? I mean, this is the hypocritical. Uh, the, this is the biggest hypocritical heel of of the whole show, right? So the heel is the bad guy, right? This jerk off came out, or I shouldn't call him that, but Jamie came out and said back in 2017. If anybody in my company uses Bitcoin or uses cryptocurrency, you're going to get fired. Meanwhile, his company was filing patents on creating their own coin for cryptocurrency. I mean, this is so this is again, again, guys, as we've been telling you, right, this is a game. One team, they're steering you in the wrong direction because if they remember, here's the reason why this is all done. It all comes down to the mindset. People just want to have an advantage over somebody else, right? So D Jamie Dimon wants to make sure that nobody's going to go and create a, a coin in cryptocurrency. So what do you do? You go out and you bash it. You say it's bad while you're working on it. Because if you go and tell the world you're working on it, well, guess what? Everybody else in the world is going to come and work on it, and then you lose your competitive advantage. That's why they tell you the opposite of what they want to do in the, at the end of the day. So it's so important to just understand that mentality of how the world in general works. And so... When they're telling you they're doing one thing, it's because they're doing something in the background. That's exactly what's happening here. Now he's starting to say, oh, I can see some good to it. He knows there's great good to it. He can't wait for this market to take off. He's so poised so well. They've got IP. They've got their own coin. Are you kidding me? He can't, He's probably, he. I can't say what I want to say on the air. He's probably so happy right now that this thing's about ready to take off soon. But he, but he can't say that. He can't. That's not his role right now. He has to play the bad guy. And we remember what they were doing in 2017, right, Johnny? Remember, JP Morgan was literally telling their employees they would be fired if they purchased Bitcoin or Ethereum or any other crypto asset. Yet they were purchasing it at the exact same time. So how was that even legal or allowed? I don't know. Johnny Crypto, you want to close this out? Uh, yeah, I just said that two minutes ago. But yeah, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> it's exactly right. It's so hip Is there so much hypocrisy here. If there was a hip you know how we got the fear and index chart? Let's create a new chart. Let's create a hypocrisy chart. And this, that thing will be right the scale. It'll be off the scale. This hypocrisy is so goddamn high when it comes to this right now. We should. We should have a hypocrisy chart for each one of these clowns. The problem, they'd all be off the charts. But yeah. So at the end of the day, guys, remember, do the opposite of what they say. Let, let me tell you a story. A friend of mine was, uh, was hacked by a Russian uh, company and his whole... Uh, and the whole uh, system was, uh, he, he, he was the owner of a, of, a, of a company with 200 trucks. And the whole company was, yeah, hacked. So all the computers were infected with the virus and blocked. And so, and he could unblock it to pay nou ja, an amount, a particular amount of money in Bitcoin. And, uh, okay, that, so that was that was the message. They, they even have a help desk in Russia to help you how to, how to do everything. So he went to his bank and said, okay. Uh, we have we have to fix that. Yeah, you're not going to pay. Yeah, I'm going to pay because he saw his million uh, million euros business going uh, going bust. So, on the other hand, I spoke the other day with an employee of that bank, just 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 another friend, and I asked her, yeah, what how are you doing with uh, with with cryptos? 
And she said, literally, we are not allowed to talk about crypto in the bank. However, then, then the, the guy who had the problem who had, and who had to pay the, 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 yeah, the money to this uh, Russian uh, company, they said, oh, yeah, we will help you. So he, they helped him to buy the crypto and to buy the Bitcoin and to send crypto. So those banks on the top level, they know exactly how, how it works. But on the lower levels, no, we do nothing with crypto. And so it is so hypocrite. It's funny, Andrew. And I remember a couple months ago, I think it was Grayscale, said they were going to allow crypto exposure, but only to clients that had over 2 million assets. So why would they allow their wealthiest clients exposure to the best market? right? The rich continue to get richer and the poor continue to get it priced out. It's the same thing with the accredited investor status. A lot of these companies, which amazing opportunity for growth, they don't even let people invest in them. They don't even let you get in unless you're part of the club. We have another adoption article here today before I kick it to the node defender, where it says the formal Google CEO, Eric Schmidt, starts investing in cryptocurrency and finds Web3 economics interesting. This man is worth just under $23 billion. And he served as the Google CEO from 2001 to 2011. He was an executive chairman in 2017 and a technical advisor until 2020. Basically, what he's saying here is he's betting on the user taking back the power of their finances. A new model where you as an individual control your identity and where you don't have a centralized manager is very powerful. It's very seductive and it's very decentralized. He's basically betting on DeFi. He's betting on regular everyday people taking control of their finances again and not lending it out to these major corporations and investment companies. Mario, I'd love to start with you. How do you feel about the former CEO of Google admitting that people taking back the power of their currencies is the future? I can really see this being this happening more and more, uh, especially from those that we from those people from people that we may hear that don't necessarily like crypto or that they're against crypto, uh, like the people we've just been talking about. And then the minute that they leave the institution, they go and work for an for, for a project or for an institution that is working with crypto. I think we'll start this to, to be a trend because most of the world is working towards being crypto inclusive. We see countries like Brazil adopting uh, regulation and banks making moves so that crypto is is at the core of the fi- of the financial system. And um, I think something very important that Johnny touched upon is we have to remember that these institutions have have competition. They have competitors. So a lot of times we feel like, oh, they just don't want the regular small guy that's going to put $10 into crypto to know. No, they don't want their competitors to know so that they could take the advantage. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the business. And you know, just the same thing for Apple. Apple doesn't reveal what the next iPhone is going to look like until the day of the launch. And they have a very good implemented system to prevent employees from leaking information so it's all about the competitive advantage and i really think that that is one one of the main reasons why they talk down on crypto and then in the back end they're working on ways to to implement it or adopt it or buy it and for any of our hbar listeners out there google is actually part of the governing council as is ibm and microsoft are both working with hedera hashgraph on building on top of their network so I'd love to just keep the ball rolling here and go to our next article because we have so much interesting stuff for you today. Why millennials are running after crypto investments. We have an article here. It was a survey conducted by CNBC that showed 83% of millennial millionaires own cryptocurrency. And around 53% of those millennial millionaires have half of their worth, half of their net worth in crypto. And about one third have 75% of their net worth in cryptocurrencies. This speaks very largely to how young investors are approaching these markets. 
they're more willing to take risk. They're more willing to not diversify and invest in specific projects. But another thing that I found so prevalent within this article is that only 4% of baby boomers hold cryptocurrencies and only 25% of Gen X people hold cryptocurrencies as well. Johnny Crypto, why don't you start us off here? How do you think the fundamental differences within the older generation, and the younger generation will continue to evolve? Do you think that the older generation is never going to adopt this stuff or is that kind of what we're waiting for here? Well, that's a very, very interesting question because you have something that for the older generation like baby boomers to invest in something, they usually typically want to understand it. And cryptocurrency is one of the hardest and most complex things to understand. Well, I, I was talking to my neighbor yesterday. He's 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 a, he's in the baby boomer, and I mentioned cryptocurrency, and, and he's like, what? and he's like, oh, I don't even know what that is. I can't get into it. It's a, too complex. Too complex. So until the world simplifies it and makes it understandable to the baby boomers, so they can invest in it, they're not going to invest in it. And I, I mean, just a small percent, like my parents went. You know why? Because I got them into it. Had I not done it, there ain't no way they'd be. In, they wouldn't even know what it is. So uh, this is the thing. And, and so you're going to see this slow thing happening by 2025, 2026, 20, 27. Everybody's going to know what it is. It's going to be the normal. And when it's the nor new norm, apps, in my opinion, that's when the baby boomers will come in. And what's great about it is all that money is going to come flushing in, right? As we've been saying, only 5% of the world is in it right now. So more more, more is going to come in. And for all of us and all of you guys out there listening to this show, I know you're all invested in crypto. You're, you're going to, you're, your boats are, at, are sitting pretty right now because they're sitting at low tide. And when all this comes in, that high tide comes in and rises all our boats. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And one last thing on this, 75% of Gen Xers, I'm Gen X. I'm shocked, actually. I got to admit, I'm surprised to see that. I'm surprised that my generation said only 25% are in it. I'm proud to say I'm one of the 25, but I'm surprised. I thought it would have been a little higher than that. But good for us. The less people are in it now, the better it is later when they all come flooding in. So what's interesting here too, Johnny, is that it said 37% of Gen Xers and 22% of baby boomers were comfortable investing, right? So only 4% of baby boomers have exposure and 25% of Gen X. But there is a larger percentage that are actually comfortable investing in these assets. They just don't have a vehicle. And we saw last week that Fidelity was going to allow people to allocate up to 20% of their 401k into Bitcoin. We'll see more and more adoption going forward. And yeah. I think that's how you get the baby boomers and Gen X comfortable in this market. 100% agree. I'd love to go to Andrew Cashflow. How do you feel about this update? And do you think we're going to see more and more adoption from the baby boomers going forward? You know, I do my best. And I think that's what we should do also as a 3T Academy, get the message out, keep talking about it. Because what I, at least what I see in the Netherlands is so few people even interested in, in, in Bitcoin and, 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 and cryptocurrencies. They, they really fear it because, yeah, of course, they all listen to the, to the mainstream me media. But if I teach them, I do hands-on I, I hands trainings with them. I, I do start startup coaching with, with with a lot of people and more and more people come to me to to do that and you know and one other thing is why are so less people currently less and less people interested in at least what i see in my environment because bitcoin is going sideways a little bit up and down you know when they get interested when we set new all-time highs and and then the people will come come to us and say oh i need to invest fomo fomo all the time so and that's why we even have to try even harder to get 
everybody in at this moment. And not when Bitcoin, maybe the end of the year, maybe sets a new time, all time high, or maybe next year, because then you pay too much. Now, then it's time to cash out. But yeah, that's how human, human nature works. When something is successful, people want to join the success. And when something is not successful, they want to get out of the success. So what do they do in the end? They buy high and they sell low. And it's such a pity to see. So uh, I would say join the 3T Academy. Everybody who's listening, join it and we'll teach you how to do it. And also not to have fear for FOMO. You know, there is no reason to do that. There will, there is enough. We are so early in the in the space, and uh, yeah. And then this this figures, yeah, I just just believe them that that, that these figures are, are right. And we are at the at the early adopters, and the and the and the early uh, yeah the early investors. So uh, there is a lot, a lot, lots more gain to make, and but also teach yourself how to do it because else really you can lose so much money and that, that's what i uh yeah, like to give everybody here in this in this call and I, that's what i talk i walk my talk all the time every day and uh, see if i can protect people of doing stupid things or just investing a lot of money to the to, to the best guy and he says you know maybe 20 years 20 years ago we had we had those guys investors and you could invest in uh special hardwood kind of trees and you know and a lot of people put 10 20 000 euros or dollars in there and those trees never were planted and now you see it with with crypto there is so much scam and so much much uh yeah bad bad actors in the space so that's also why you have to educate yourself i always say to people invest maybe 500 dollars put it in and get it out again put it in and out and get yourself familiar with it and if you just immediately believe someone on his blue eyes and say oh fantastic story i need to do this imagine if you spent ten thousand dollars to a guy you only believe the story how many hours you had to work to save these ten thousand hours or ten thousand dollars and you give it away just in, 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 an, in an hour, come on, get yourself educated. I'm with you, Andrew. And I think that we're going to see more and more adoption going forward as these big, big companies and institutions say, hey, you don't have to go out and learn how to buy this stuff on exchanges. You don't have to learn how to use Nexo. Just let us do it for you. And I think that's what a lot of the people who are 65 and up are waiting for. And that's the wrong way to approach the market, like you just said. The best thing to do is understand it from a fundamental level, like we do at the Warrior Academy. You get access to all of us. And Andrew, I'm not sure if I can talk about this, but you did create an amazing exit and entrance strategy, which I think you plan on showing with our Warriors in a long-term class at some point. That's something that's going to be extremely valuable because it shows people what to look for when you're entering a, entering a crypto because that avoids you, avoids you getting caught at the top. If you're buying something on a 60, 70, 80% dip, you're buying it on a 60, 70, 80% discount. So I really like to show our, li our listeners a lot more of that as we continue to develop and create this strategy. But we have two more articles for today. I'd love to go over this one very quickly. Mario, we're going to kick it to you here. We have the Board Ape Yacht Club, the other side. Metaverse sells $100 million worth of digital real estate in 45 minutes. We covered this two months ago on our channel where we showed you a video of an ape smoking a cigar in a lawn chair. That is this metaverse where the grass is always greener on the other side. That is their slogan. But within 45 minutes, 
They sold $100 million worth of plots of land, and it's estimated they sold over $300 million worth of plots by the end of this weekend. Mario, I'd love to kick it to you here. How do you feel about metaverse development as a whole and what this Board Ape Yacht Club means for the entire uh, the entire sector, all of the metaverses? Yeah, it's, it's super exciting. There is no way that this isn't the future. Just look at the amount of money that's flooding into the metaverse space, not only from investors, but from institutions as well. And $100 million worth of digital real estate in 45 minutes. I mean, I remember looking at the gas, the GUI uh, for, for Ethereum because I was actually trying to do yeah. something with Ethereum. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is it going to cost me $2,000 to send $10, you know, in Ethereum? <laughs> that wasn't the case, but that was probably close. But it's uh, it's super exciting. We're, we're so early. And um, Ethereum has got a long way to go. It's got a long way to improve. I mean, if one project, one minting project did what it did to the network, that just shows that there's a lot of work to be done by, by Ethereum to support this long, uh, long term and to scale up. But, um, but it's exciting nonetheless. Yeah, it's very exciting. And I actually bought an Oculus this weekend after wearing it in the Phoenix with Johnny. I went out, I bought myself an Oculus and now me, Johnny and Mario can meet up in the metaverse. So I look forward to that happening soon. I think we're going to start doing a lot more stuff in fully immersive environments, right? The metaverse is just an upgrade of what we currently have in the internet. And I think people don't fully understand that until you put on the Oculus and you get lost in that environment. It's completely life-changing. The way that they're able to get the depth perception and your body instantly removes itself from its environment. It really showed me that our sensory is, is all we got. I know that doesn't sound like the smartest thing in the world, but once you put on those Oculus, you put on the headphones, you're in a different world. You're in a different universe. And I think that a lot of these gamers and developers have a fundamental understanding of that. But I would love to hop into our next article for today, which is some very, very exciting news that India is going to allow the commercial use of RBI digital currency in 2023. They are launching their central bank digital currency and plan to have it fully implemented in 2023. They're growing to, they, you can add India to a large list of countries working on CBDCs, which includes Sweden, China, and the United States, as well as Nigeria and the Bahamas have already instituted a central bank digital currency. We're going to see more and more of that going forward. But the reason that this article is so important is because of course it has ties to Ripple XRP. The India central bank digital currency Ripple job posting for a central bank project manager to integrate Ripple tech into India. Let me read that one more time. There is a Ripple job posting for central banks project manager to integrate Ripple tech into India. And Ripple had previously stated that 80% of all central banks were on RippleNet three years ago. So I'd love to get a quick comment from Johnny Crypto. And then I have a Brad Garlinghouse clip I want to show where we'll get comments from Andrew Castle and Mario. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is exactly what you want to be seeing if you're a Ripple XR, if you're an XRP holder, right? Is the central bank using their technology as the rails? This is just going to go and prove more and more <coughs> the use case for it. It's also a great example for the rest of the world. If India comes out and uses Ripple and they say, hey, this thing works great, it's efficient, we love it, um, you know, then certainly you're going to see other central banks adopting it. Brad, we know, has told us there are others working on it as well. So, um, yeah, no no question about it. This is excellent, excellent news, exactly what you want to hear as uh, we see Ripple adoption growing. 
Yes, and it, we actually have a listener in India that says Ripple posters are all over India. I love that you're commenting that and giving us that insight because that stuff is extremely valuable to know. But we have this amazing Brad Garlinghouse clip here. We're going to skip 30 seconds in and show you guys exactly what Brad Garlinghouse has been doing with central bank digital currencies and how the development of Ripple and CBDCs continues to grow. We'll hop right into this thing as I turn my volume up. Sometimes audio can be tough here. You're seeing countries experiment and test. Uh, Ripple has partnered with several uh, central banks around the world. Some we've announced, some we haven't yet announced, that they're issuing uh, and they're testing using the XRP ledger to issue their digital assets on the XRP ledger as a as a token. So. so I would love to comment there. We'll stop it and just reiterate what he said. He said that central banks are using Ripple to develop their digital currencies so they can distribute them using Ripple's protocol. That's phenomenal. That's interesting. It's nothing that we didn't already know, but it's great to hear it from Brad Garlinghouse. Andrew Cashflow, I'd love to start with you. How do you feel about the development of central bank digital currencies continuing to grow outside of the US regardless of the SEC lawsuit? Did you see how Brett, uh, uh, Brett Garlinghouse was sitting there, relaxed, in a t-shirt? He does not worry at all. So and that this, this, this body language that tells so much, he is just on his own pace with his company, just implementing uh, the, the connections between uh, Ripple uh, XRP and, uh, and, and the central bank digital currencies. He is doing step by step, first small banks, bigger banks, and also when ripple is ready then the lawsuit will be over and they will also implement the central bank digital currency i'm sure in europe in the us in all other major 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 countries so it is just such a uh, it, it's it's a project plan you know and and because the banks are not ready we've, we've spoken already earlier that's why this lawsuit needs to be uh yeah delayed and, and step by step, we are coming further and further. And you know, also a central bank digital currency, it's that's also unavoidable. And I don't care. You know, it's also an excellent integration from central bank digital currency, a digital currency, to cryptocurrencies. We can, we can also make automatic payment rails and which, which we cannot do uh, uh, very smoothly at, at the current system. So, and you know, the more people will adopt um, uh, the, 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 the cryptocurrencies and the more the people understand that they are fooled with their with their uh, yeah with, with, with their fiat money it's unavoidable that we go in a, in a situation that that's better and better for the people but it goes slow and that's why we have to yeah, you, you can choose on what on what side do you want to be do you want to be? on the side of the stable coins or on the side of the of the fiat money or do you want to be on the side of the cryptocurrencies and and assets and other cash flowing assets so make make up your mind do your asset allocation and study study history about about currencies it's 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 so easy a hundred percent. And Andrew, what I think is so cool is that we're seeing so much development continuing to take place, whether it's Ripple or XRP itself, yet the price is continuing to drop. So it shows that there's not a correlation between positive news and positive price action. Mari, do you have any closing comments here? Yes, I have a very important statement to make. Stack your XRP.
And that's the best way to close it out, I guess. Continue to stack your XRP and take advantage of this huge dip. I want to say thank you to Andrew Cashflow. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to the Node Defender. Another amazing episode with you guys. And we're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. Show us some love. Smash that like button. It's like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Monkey time. All right. Let's go. Can't let miss out the best part. Evolution, man. <laughs> I accidentally deleted the tab. Sorry, guys. Oh, no monkeys today, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No monkeys. Oh. I, I'm the only monkey, I guess.